Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our channel, Perspective. Uh, I am here with Martina and I am Lisette. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Um, and we are going to sort of kick off uh, a new series for us. Uh, one that we have been talking about for a while, one that we definitely uh, feel is important uh, for the both of us to talk through and, and learn. Uh, so it's going to be a journey of our perspectives, a journey of us learning um, and really digging into white supremacy. Uh, if you watched our last video, uh, we ended with talking about uh, really seeing how white supremacy could be considered a public health issue. Uh, so through this whole series, uh, we'll definitely touch on that and, and really dig in. Uh, but for this first video, we really just wanted to get some foundational understanding of what white supremacy is, uh, get some definitions <laughs> from uh, the interwebs. So looking at, you know, like Webster's Dictionary and, and really kind of getting that off and and we'll kind of kick off. Like, Martina, anything you kind of want to say before we dig in? I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm real excited. Like, you know, how, well, this is sad to say, but I'm excited to talk about white supremacy because I feel like it's in, it's, it's embedded in like, if not all of our videos, most of our videos, we've talked about white supremacy or about the difference in races uh, and pretty much almost every video. And so I think it just, it's just a natural kind of, next part to do is to like yeah. try actually talk a little bit about white supremacy and what Alyssa and I are hoping to do is kind of do this over a series of different videos. So we're thinking about, you know, talking about COVID and how that has exacerbated white supremacy. Of course, everything that happened last summer with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, Black Lives Matter, the police brutality, how that you know, how white supremacy is all woven into that. And then most recently talking about our uh, Asian American and our Asian friends who are going through it right now. And, you know, just a little bit, you know, like what the hell's happening with that, you know? So yeah, you know, we have some other, you know, ideas up our sleeves. So just yes. stay with us as we're on this journey, I would say. Let's say, yeah. what do you do? go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I think let's kick it off. Let's kick this journey off with, the definition of white supremacy. So I'm gonna, I pulled it up. I'm gonna read it from uh, my tablet screen over here, and I'm getting it from Webster's Dictionary online. Uh, and it actually has, it comes up with two definitions. So it's two uh, similar but different. Uh, the first one says that white supremacy is the belief that the white race is inherently superior to other races, and that white people should have control over other, over people of other races. Um, the second one is that white supremacy is the social, economic, and political systems that collectively enable white people to maintain power over people of other races. So they both feed into each other. Basically. Yes. They basically just the, yes. the same definition. Yes. 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 Uh, and we had like, I we had read this before we hopped on. And I said, just even reading it makes me upset and so mad. That's how I was like, we got to start on this set because like I'm ready to talk. Like this is, this is some bull stuff. You know, I'm trying to work on not cussing so much, but hey, it, it might happen. I'm just letting you know. It's the, the passion and the... Because this is, you know, and like we were also talking about that, which this is a bigger issue. But like 
how did white people decide that like, hey, we just want to take over. Like we want to be the supreme race and we want dominance over all living things or at least living human beings. So mm-hmm. I'm like, where did this, like, how did they get here? Like, what was going on? I know you yeah. say you're reading the book Cass, which actually I, I need to read that book myself. And it has some fascinating um, discoveries in that too. Yeah, it does. It definitely gives a a better picture of the United States and sort of frames it in obviously this caste system that's based on really the color of your skin. Um, and, you know, it's, it's that and, you know, and how, you know, white people were able to continue to keep dominance over, primarily over Blacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it kind of starts, you start looking at, you know, uh, the Latinx population, you know, and, and the how that played into to Mexico and, and, and Mexicans and natives and, um, and, you know, and even the ripple effects that it has to this day uh, as well. So if you haven't read it, I suggest you read it if, you know, get a chance to, uh, to read it because I think it definitely gives you a, a glimpse, especially if you've never thought of the United States having a caste system um, and what that and what that looks like and how it started. Uh, so I don't think a lot of people really view uh, our history through that lens. Yeah, I think a lot of white people probably don't. I think maybe maybe even us a few a few of us people of color because we okay. always talk about other countries, you know, primarily you know India. They have a yeah. they, they have a known caste system. Yeah, it is a structure. Um, so that you know, of course, is one that I know about. But I think here in America, because also in many ways, America's two faced. It you know they want to mm-hmm. be this land to welcome people, and oh, we're made up of all different people, but at the same time they want to treat everybody else who's not white like shit. And they don't want, I feel like a lot of people don't want to acknowledge that it's a caste system or, yeah. you know, they want to use their own made up word to call it something else, but it is, mm-hmm. it's, it's a caste system. Ever since Christopher Columbus brought his white ass over here. I'm just, I'm just, I'm Take some water. No, it's, it's just makes me, like I said in the beginning, it just makes me so upset to have to talk through it and think that um, what white people have done and continue to do over this like made up thought, like it's made up, like someone just sort of said, this is the truth, this is how it should be and in no way. And one of the things when you were talking, when you were talking about, like where this came from, where it started. Like, I definitely think that at some at one point during this series, uh, this journey is looking at religion and particularly Christianity. Oh, that's uh, You know, I think that definitely plays in uh, into it. Uh, you know, we know that people have used the Bible for a lot of still do. atrocities mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and still do. Uh, and I think particularly if you look at the United States and one of the things that the cast book talks about, and I haven't finished the book, so I don't know if it goes into more detail about it. Uh, but one thing that I know I have just my own personal uh, research and reading is this idea of white Christian nationalism and and what it, it means and how white people have used Christianity to keep that power, to keep that 
dominance and sort of justify, you know, you think about like justification of slavery, you know, and, and all these things and how, uh, you know, especially in the United States, like God has blessed this country and like all these, this sort of narrative that you kind of continue, it's woven into our constitution. It's woven, it like all these things that we see. Um, and, you know, it, it's interesting. I definitely think that white Christian nationalism is something that definitely has played in, not just here, but in the past. Uh, I haven't even heard a term. White, I mean, I've heard them separately, but all together in a phrase. <laughs> I ain't never heard that. I mean, yeah. I, I have heard, and this again is something I've heard. I, I don't know what research is out there, but mm -hmm. I do remember hearing when I was younger is why you don't see a large amount of Black people, I'll say African-Americans, that are not, uh, that are Catholic because the Catholic church, of course, slavery was going on back then too. So it's like, and you know, and, and the Catholic church has been around since forever. And because the Catholic church refused it, like they basically refused to acknowledge slavery. And a lot of that turned a lot of black people or African-Americans off from, from Catholicism because the Catholics didn't stand up and take a stand. Now, I don't know, this is again, something that I heard growing up in the South. Right. And I grew up a Baptist, as I've stated on here before. So I, I don't know, but I think that's so interesting because I know you are like a social justice Christian superwoman warrior. And, you know, like that. I ain't there yet, but I'm always so interested in how people have manipulated people using religion and how it makes me think of, you know, at least for Blacks and Brown people, the majority of us are very religious. Like either, you know, we are yeah. evangelistic or I don't know if that's the right word, evangelist, evangelist, yes, Catholics, uh, Baptists, Methodists, whatever. The majority of us are, um, yeah. you know, oh, we grew up in church. A lot of us mm -hmm. still go to church. And yeah. I always just wonder, how does that, how does religion, okay, I know we're getting ahead, but I just got, I just got no. like, <laughs> If y'all if y'all been following our channel, you know that we kind of go on tangents <laughs> once in a while, and, and we try to circle back to. What we, we are, but yes, I, I, I'm agreeing with you. I think religion would be another great one to talk about in terms of white supremacy, because you know, like we always say, white supremacy is woven in everything. Yeah, I don't care what they say. I don't care if they say, well, what about kids, kids TV shows? It's in there too. It's in there. Yeah, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It is everywhere. I mean, just. The idea that you're gonna, when you think about Christopher Columbus and you think about that whole discovering in the Americas, the idea that you can come to land that is inhabited by people, like people live here, were here, had had culture, had the way of life, and because they didn't follow what you thought was the norm or what should you know society be like you classify them as nothing and and think that you and you kind of use whatever weaponry and all these things to kind of just trick and take and just steal the land um it's like yeah you definitely just went out here and like i remember reading when i was you know in school uh the few one of the few times that i heard was you know, people using, you know, you're going to go out there and, you know, preach the gospel of God and you're going to use that as the, the reasoning behind you kind of taking over. And I'm like, 
Well, that's, I mean, he didn't say go steal people's land. No. <laughs> now, he said to share the word, but you can share the word and you ain't got to take people hostage or make them slaves. No, you know, and you, <laughs> so, so it's just this whole, like, so, you know, the, I think to our earlier point, like there is that correlation, but when you think about that supremacy word, that, that word supremacy and how it really just stamped everything and, you know, and I think of like Spain coming into Mexico um, and, and sort of dominating there and wanting to take over and the, the ramification that's had for uh, really just Latin America uh, as uh, in general. And, mm-hmm. and just that to this day, you, you know, I think we, we talk about the United States often. We talk about Native Americans uh, a lot and how white supremacy really has worked so hard to erase just Native Americans like from people's minds because some of you like I remember just sort of like to me it just seemed like they were in the past like they're from the past well honey they don't put them in the past now because they didn't even take uh they've taken the American Indian woman off of the land what is it land of lakes butter and you know that's been everywhere people like isn't this typical white people you you remove the Indian you keep it the products. Yep. <laughs> so okay. And that's just a very simplified version of yeah. it. But it's just like that's not the point. <laughs> we know, like, and if, and that's the thing, like when you think about sort of white supremacy in the United States and sort of how it started, I mean, you you think back at Native Americans, like and the indigenous people that lived here. And how that, and then how it escalated, you know, how escalated became, you know, slavery and blacks and bringing blacks because they, they couldn't, you know, they, A, they either couldn't get natives to become slaves and do what they wanted and, and things like that. Um, so they needed to find some other form of servitude and they went and, you know, outsourced people. Like, how do you outsource people? Like, all, all the way across the world, baby. They went all the way to Africa. Damn. I mean, you know, that's fa- I, I don't even know all that backstory either in terms of, I mean, of course we know about the transatlantic slave trade and mm-hmm. you know that, but I'm, I'm, I myself, that's research I, you know, I'm definitely needing to do in terms of how did, like, why? Like they went over here to Africa and just, and you know, and I, of course we know like there were some African tribes who gave slaves to them. Like mm-hmm. that's also a part that people, people don't want to talk about too. Like, yeah. but you know, we don't know the conditions in which people gave up. I don't know. Maybe right. they were being threatened. They were I don't know. Like they I don't were... know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they were forced to, because I've often thought about that in terms of colonialism <laughs> in Mexico and in Latin America. Cause I'm thinking, yeah these tribes down there, like these people must've been horrified. Like just some people come and say, like, again, I don't know how they welcomed themselves to the natives. I don't know how that story happened, but I'm just thinking at one point, did it become like, okay, we're here to take over. Was it from the offset or did they try to befriend them? And like, well, we just gonna sleep with your women and rape them and we just going to steal all your stuff. Like what? What happened? Like, it's just, I can't, that just sounds terrifying. Yeah. One of the things that I would, I think, uh, I'm curious is to actually talk to like natives, right? And then like to indigenous 
mm-hmm. uh, group individual and and hear it from them because I've only ever have heard it and read about it through white lens. Yeah. Or like I don't have any other point of reference out of that. So I haven't really dug in. Like I don't know who who to read or like how to like get that sort of like that real history of like what really happened. Um and I'm sure there's documents like if y'all have any book recommendations or documentaries that are not from a white centric lens yes uh please drop it in the comments i think that's something that i think both martina are very interested like we've been talking about like doing more research and and wanting to learn uh as we talk through our perspectives and what we see uh because i mean education i think is key uh Mm -hmm. to kind of dismantling a lot of the the past and really kind of reckoning with it uh because yeah like as you're as you were talking I was like man I've only ever read history that history from you know books that were written by white men you know and and they're gonna give a very different uh narrative a very different limited narrative yeah yeah, that's going to favor white people. It's going to yeah. favor, I mean, especially, especially the United States, everything is going to favor the United States, you know, be, being this great country and being this, you know, and not to say, I, think, I remember when I was reading Obama's book, um, he said something of like the ideals and what the United States could be is what he kind of clings to is I'm paraphrasing and I remember exactly the words and it's like yeah like that you know you know our our constitution our you know our um bill of rights all those things of like what could what it could mean that we're all created equal right like that sort of sentiment and all like that is what people I think cling to and want to see but the reality isn't there yet but it could be if we just really reckon with the white supremacist history that we have and the systems that are like, even like when you think about the definition, like the social, economic and political systems, like, yeah, all the, all that, all of that is still very much today. And we see it. I mean, uh, once we get into sort of the, you know, 2020 and how that all came really to play and all to fruition, but, it's definitely uh, a journey that I think, I mean, I mean, Martina, I'll, uh, turn it over to you in a second. Like really, I think for, for you and I to really kind of dig in and, 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 and learn more uh, as we, as we research, as we kind of go through these conversations, because there's just so many things that we all, everyone has to just question uh because we haven't i hope so and we're gonna get ready to wrap up this first video this is just like an interlude and we're gonna go into the COVID and white supremacy video up next but before we do that yes i will say um you know that it 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 was a video i sent to you about it's the actor i won't say his name just in case he watched this video and i love him but um he was just saying how he was on set working with a white actress and she was saying that 
you know, I just feel so guilty about what's going on. He's like, well, why are you feeling guilty? Like you feeling guilty because you're benefiting off what your ancestors did, but that's not on you. Like mm -hmm. you can make a difference. You can be the difference. Um, and, you know, just like we can't help what happened to our ancestors, but here we are, the more considered, the more less fortunate, the less privileged group of people out of these scenarios. And he was just basically saying, you know what, white people, just kind of leave us alone. And I feel like that every now and then, I do. Cause I'm like, oh. and I think like with everything that happened with COVID, it just exacerbated everything. And it's so interesting to me cause I sit on different committees um, and I've right. got different presentations as you, you too as well. And a lot of, you know, a lot of them or a number of them are predominantly white people, you know, only yeah. committees and things like that. Okay. So you, you have that similar experience and just to hear them, I was on a webinar earlier this week, we were talking about COVID, COVID here in Chicago, actually, and how basically what I just said, COVID has exacerbated more so in black and brown communities, vulnerable populations, elderly people. It's like, all the different ways it has impacted this city. But then what this uh, speaker did on, on the webinar was really good. She went back and did the history, a little bit of history of Chicago. Like she talked about the redlining and mm. how uh, that came, I didn't even know like that came out of banking. It was uh, banks that decided about like how the districts and how the parts of the city were gonna be outlined. Um, based on who could get approvement for, for a home or, or the value. And it just so happened that the black and brown populations were less valued and the white part of the cities were more valued. I don't know how they got to that conclusion, but I was like, okay, so she did her due diligence here. I think she did a really good job on that presentation, but it was just very interesting to see how the, uh, the, the white, participants were Googling, well, they were not Googling, but they were typing in questions and were like, you know, how can, you know, how can I support different organizations or just questions along that line. And, you know, I, at that point, cause it was a good presentation, as I said, but I'm just like, girl, if you don't go Google something, if you don't go, like everybody's, almost everybody's on social media, go to these yeah. organizations' websites, go to their social media pages, like see how mm -hmm. you can get involved. But it's still so mind boggling to me that people still have to ask that question. Yeah. <laughs> how can I, I mean, white people. Um, because I feel like, I don't know if a lot of them, they just, they just can't quite figure it out. They don't know what to do. Um, and you know, I will say, being white right now is not the greatest thing either. And mm. I leave us with that. I leave us with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he, when you said something of like, you know, white people kind of wanting to step in and help, like, I think of the times where white people in, whether it's career or just personal life, they like try to step in and sort of do something that they think will be helpful. But it's definitely like, you're kind of stepping into an area that you don't have to, like, yeah. you don't, you step like, out you, line. I was like, you don't have, like, I don't need you to step in to help or you think you're doing me a favor but it's really kind of putting me in like this awkward kind of situation or it's just making the atmosphere awkward where you're kind of doing something so it's definitely like you know just take a moment like before you even say or do something like just take a pause like 
take a moment and think through like why you want to do it like think through, like I think people don't ask themselves like why do I feel the need to do this or why am I feeling like I have to step in for you well, know yeah I think they just guilt like like we were just saying they feel guilty some of I think some, I think some of it is guilt uh, I wonder how much they just feel sort of like this need to just like seem like they're being an ally and like wanting to do this and like but it's just like just like you said like that you know that actor like sometimes you could just leave us alone like you can just because we have clearly navigated this well and have continue and we will you know do that and you know you can do more in your circles Mm-hmm. like your circles and your white circles <laughs> don't come over here try to tell and, us you know because we like I mean, one of the things that you and I talk about is sort of how can we get definitely within black and brown and other uh, communities uh, to really work together more and sometimes you know white people try to do it and it's just not because you have to remember you represent white supremacy unfortunately right like you even if you are the best of allies and the best you know of like you're you're in the trenches with us like you still represent white supremacy and that is hard I think for a lot of people to separate when you're trying to help because it's like at the end of the day you get to go home you get to not have to worry about someone saying something about you because of the color of your skin looking at you kind of weird wondering why whatever like yeah you know you you can turn it off and and go home and yeah activists no more and that's what i mean when i say like it's kind of hard for white people right now i'm i don't have sympathy for them but that's that's what i mean right yeah like it's hard for them to try to figure out how to tread right now and i think that's just the way it is it's you know this is a world that they they have created this like you know it may not be this white person directly in the 21st century but you're benefiting yeah they have benefited from it so they have just further made the situation worse and it's almost as like they don't know what to do but some of them are trying to figure out what to do nothing you just gotta figure it out you know Mm -hmm. i i don't sometimes i don't know what to tell you you know i i didn't create this problem i know you didn't either but you know it is what it is one of us you know a lot better and i think i'll i'll I think we can end with sort of saying like when I go back to the definition, you know, and it talks about that socioeconomical and political systems that really enable white people. And I think if you could just acknowledge that you benefit from this, these systems Mm -hmm. and that you're going to figure out what your, your role is in figuring out how to change that, that that's more than than enough at the moment like just figure out what your role is in that yeah. and figure out like how do you how do you fit in that and you know and I think a lot of a lot of white people have a hard time acknowledging that they benefit yeah. from white supremacy you know and, and I think that's that's what makes a lot of you know black and brown people upset because it's like if you can't acknowledge that then you're not fully in you're not, and I, and it's a great point you made. Ooh, girl, I, I, I know we got to wrap up, but it's a great point. Go ahead, go ahead. We, I think we got a few minutes. We, because 
I think, because sometimes white people say, well, you know, you're also privileged too. Like, you know, you've been able to go to college or, you know, you make this amount of money. Yeah. I never, I never said I wasn't privileged in the ways of education, maybe. I mean, even though the Mississippi school system sucks. Sorry, Mississippi, but it did. And I'm sure it still does. It is the South. Uh, love y'all. Chicago's not better. Okay, like, like I, it's just the United States. That the United States school system just sucks in general. I mean, yeah. it just does. But um, it's so interesting. They said, and I'm like, yeah, I have privilege. You know, I, I, I do have privilege. I recognize that. And we I, acknowledge it. We, we acknowledge, acknowledge my privilege. Yes. I acknowledge my I acknowledge that I'm more privileged than my parents in a lot of ways. And yeah. probably more ways than they will ever be in life. I am more privileged. Yeah. Um, I've been able to do things and will continue to be able to do things because of the privilege I have given myself. Nobody's given it to me. I've had to go and get this privilege myself. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's often a lot of things with people of color. Nobody's looking out for us. Like we try to look out for each other, but you know, you and I've talked about that too. A lot of interracial shit goes on between yeah. the races that we can't build ourselves up. So yeah. anything that we've done, we've had to do it ourselves. We don't have somebody always, you know, of course, my mama will say, well, baby, you know, I'm praying for you every day. So my mom, you know, my mama, daddy, and Jesus looking out for me and my grandma. Yes, they are looking out for me. But the things that I've wanted to do in life, I've had to go and just do it and like make my own way. And that's often the case with a lot of kids of like immigrants or kids of parents of color. You got to go try to make your own way. Like nobody's handing out like, you know, mentorships. Yeah, and it's a hundred times harder. It's harder. It's harder, which is why I think, and I think that's often things white people get, get confused about. Yes, I have privilege, but I recognize mine and I had to go get that privilege. I could have yeah. stayed where other people in my family have been and ain't done shit and make nothing yeah. of myself. But I knew that's not the life I wanted to lead. So I had to go and find that privilege for myself. It didn't, I wasn't, that's not innate. It wasn't a born with me. No. It was not, and never will be. Um, and the systems weren't in place for you to be able to uh, reach those goals to sort of yeah. access the, the tools and resources that you needed to succeed. Like you, I mean, we've talked about this before, like the digging and the looking and the sort of talking to other people that are probably in the same boat. Say, how did you, like, how did you access that? Like, how did, you know, how did, were, how were you able to get those scholarships? How were you able to like get in like those recommendations? Like thinking just through like recommendation letters and all these things that we just had to figure out because it just wasn't there mm -hmm. or the system wasn't in place to help you create those opportunities to reach those opportunities. You know, it goes back to what you were saying. Like we, and when we finally get it and figure it out, you and I are in, sort of in our sort of careers mm -hmm. uh you know now in our, in our 30s and it's like but we acknowledge that we do have privileges yes I do but I still have to fight for them mm -hmm. every day like it's not like it's not guaranteed it's not like just assumed like I still have to fight for for those privileges every day and I have to battle uh, assumptions that people have about me because of whether it's my race, whether it's just of who I am or what they have. And it's like, like there's all these barriers to sort of things. And 
I don't walk into a room and people are like, well, that's somebody, but a white person, whether it's male or female, and you're just talking about like just white, they're like, okay, she's somebody, she might be more important than me. Like if a white person comes into a room and we're walking at the same time, they're going to look at that white person first before they look at me. And it's like, and I think that's where that having to acknowledge that privilege is just you have you have to work on that because mm-hmm. I know people in my circles that don't want to acknowledge the privilege yep, exactly. or try to deny it or try to like make it something that it isn't oh girl we I mean I know we, you could, we could okay okay uh subscribers followers tiktokers all of y'all please comment um anything like Lissette said suggestions around books documentaries even speakers tv shows whatever works of literature um just around white supremacy in general but also you know comment on you know on on your ideas if you are open to doing that which we always welcome and we say just always be respectful Uh, we know we talk about a lot of heavy hitting issues but uh one thing we all can redo is respect each other so we are gonna Head on out, but then we'll be right back. All right. See y'all in just a bit. Later.